Thank you to our friends from the circus for that wonderful music. Welcome to Airtime, a basketball podcast from the minds of two currently very rejuvenated basketball fans. My name is Vikram. Hey guys, this is Nishrit. If you guys are new, you can catch us wherever you get your podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox and more. So Nishrit, before we get into it, why are we currently rejuvenated? Well, first of all, the NBA is back. We're actually seeing regular season games, and I'm just so happy. I mean, I don't want to sound overly dramatic, but it's like you know when you're about to die or you think you're dead and you see your life flash before your eyes for a while. Whoa! Uh, but instead of that, all I saw was NBA matches flashing before my eyes for a while. That also <laughs> okay. might be because I was binging on you know the classics since there was nothing else else to watch. Yeah. But what I mean is, after that happened, then you come back. You just are so grateful for the the little things that you didn't realize you missed before. Like I nearly watched the Magic versus Wizards game before. I was like, you know, I love basketball, but maybe not that much. Maybe I'll give that game a pass. But generally, it's just been great to have all the games back, and it's just been like so much fun watching basketball every day. So yeah, super rejuvenated. Yeah, dude. I mean, if a month ago you would tell me that um, NBA is going to be back, but it's only going to be the Magic and the Wizards, I would definitely still watch that. But now that we spoiled for uh, spoiled for choice, it's it's so much fun. We have so many games each and every day jam packed. Well, here in India, it starts at about eleven uh, thirty at night at the earliest, and then goes all the way till early morning. So I can totally expect or see myself having a lot of sleepless nights, and that's mostly because I'll be watching games. And uh, it's fun, man. It's fun. I I thought that the starting few games are going to be, you know, like teams getting into their stride and stuff like that and we have seen that quite a bit but what we've also seen is just pedal to the metal hoop action and i'm loving it yeah i mean it's pretty much uh it's pretty much playoff basketball or close to it uh you can see teams that are still dialed in trying to you know get those uh get the positions up on the understanding that we've already seen some matches which have made us think twice about what we had initially predicted so a lot of really exciting things happening at the moment yeah, so uh, since you already touched upon that, now, as you guys know from last episode, we set up the airtime bracket. And uh, wh- how we set that up was that Nishit and I had predicted our bracket all the way through till the NBA Finals without even seeing a single NBA game and without seeing most of the scrims as well. So we set it up a long time back. And uh, the caveat there was that we were going to give each other one change per round per conference just because i mean nishrit claims to be a prophet i am clearly not a prophet so there was no chance in hell i was going to nail all those picks so why don't we nishrit really quickly go through our switch ups here and uh why don't, why don't you start first i'm curious to know what you switched around now so because i am a prophet i switched absolutely nothing on the first round of the western conference wow yeah, exactly. Basically, I still have the Lakers taking on the Pelicans. So the Lakers being the one seed, taking on the Pelicans at the eighth seed. I've got the Clippers at the two seed, taking on the Mavericks in the seventh seed. The Nuggets in the three, taking on the Thunder at the six. And the Rockets at the four, taking on the Jazz at the five. So nothing's changed on my Western Conference first round. That's pretty interesting. You don't you don't want to move around that Pel- Pelicans pick? I know. I mean, I think we haven't seen enough of Zion, but the one game where he played more than 20 minutes, he was just absolutely dominant. And seeing the way he moves around court, I mean, I saw one uh, possession where he had the ball next to the basically uh, the zero line. And instead of going the other way, he basically walks down 
the edge of the the line and somehow manages to put the ball in through three defenders. For a moment, I'm pretty sure I thought I was watching a glitched version of NBA 2K20 or something where it just like goes through the players. But no, right. that's what Zion does in real life. Zion is a glitch version from NBA 2K20. That's literally how he plays. But I mean, why I asked that question was because we have Grizzlies in the eighth seed currently. You and I both have no confidence that they're going to make it through. Because mostly because of that rule that if you finish four games behind the eight seed, then you play that tie in tournament, right? We have the Grizzlies in the eight seed. We have the Blazers and the Spurs now, who are both two games behind them. And we have the Pelicans, who are two and a half games behind them. So between these guys, the Spurs and Pelicans have five more games. The Blazers have one game in hand. They have six games left. So it's it's going to be pretty close because I think if you do end up tying tying up tying your games behind then you basically just take a look at their head to head series and whoever wins is declared the winner of that particular face off so that's why i asked i'm pretty curious um yeah, absolutely. Here, I'm still thinking of Pelicans because the Pelicans have the easiest schedule. Uh, they're taking on pretty much all the players, all the teams that are fighting for that eight seed alongside them. They're taking on the Spurs. They have a game against the Blazers. So they're basically playing the peers that they need to beat. And so far, uh, they haven't lost to a single one of them throughout the regular season. So considering if they win the the game that they end up playing them in the bubble as well, they would obviously clinch the the series as well. So even if it does end up being a tie, the Pelicans would hold the upper hand. The only team that that doesn't hold straight against is the Blazers because mathematically the Blazers have a slight uh, edge uh, because even before the season ended, they done they played more games. So just to just to be clear, whoever we think finishes in the ninth seed is probably gonna win against the Grizzlies come to playoff tournament, right? I think the Grizzlies might not even remain on the 8th seed the way they're playing. The Grizzlies might fall down to the 10th seed and you might end up seeing the Pelicans versus the Blazers or something like that. Or, you know, Greg Popovich just decides that this is not the year that his streak will be broken and wills his team to somehow make it through. Totally doable. Totally. Never never can't pop out, dude. At least a shot at that play-in tournament, if not actually finishing in the 8th seed. He, his teams just I don't know what even even their their latest game that they played against the 76ers 76ers won 132 to 130 and that was only because Shake Milton ended up shooting this three point uh, shot like a few seconds before regulation time got out so this, the 76ers barely scraped through the Spurs and even uh, if we would have spoken uh, about this subject before the restart then we would have probably given the game comfortably to the 76ers so that just goes to show their finding spirit they they beat the grizzlies as well who sit above them so can't discount pop can't discount spurs at all and and the spurs actually made me rethink that pick but i i still settled on the blazers even though i think uh, uh, dame time kind of hasn't arrived yet we're still waiting for dame time to Sort of. Oh, we saw we saw a glimpse in the last one where he basically went off in the third quarter for maybe yeah. fifteen points or something. I was again shooting from, you know, <laughs> astronomical distances and getting four point plays and whatnot. So it's 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 boiling under the surface. You can feel yeah. it coming up soon. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. And uh, let's see, let's see what uh, what happens. I'm going to stick with Blazers on the on the on the eighth, but. That was that was one of the close ones, and I actually, unlike you, ended up switching a lot of things around. I <laughs> switched. I had a switch on my first round uh, Western Conference pick as well, and I was on the fence about whether I add Spurs to the eighth seed or Pelicans to the eighth seed or let the Blazers stay. Uh, that was one choice, and the second choice was, uh, which I want your thoughts on as well. I am, even though I have zero trust in the team, I am super impressed by this Rocket small ball unit. 
I don't know why I kind of had forgotten how impactful it actually is when everything clicks. But again, I'm not, I, I don't trust them 100%. I feel like at some point during this regular season road, there's going to be a breakdown. But I ended up switching my third seed, which was originally with the, with the Nuggets. So I, I had the Lakers, I had the Clippers, and then I had the Nuggets. And uh, then I had the Rockets, and then I had the Jazz. But I think the Rockets, who started behind the Jazz uh, before this eight-game run, they've already overtaken the Jazz. I think they're going to they're gonna leapfrog the Nuggets as well and finish in the third seed. I thought about that as well. I think the Rockets so far, you know, they, they look great. Uh, they even ended up beating the Bucks in a really close game. But, uh, you know, the small ball Rockets, if not clicking, I, don't, I didn't think they would have any chance against the Bucks. So they're definitely playing well. I think both Harden and Westbrook have individually had good games. I think Westbrook have had some, has had some great games. Harden, not so much. His shooting percentage is still terribly bad. So that scares me even more, considering if uh, Harden also gets his stroke back in addition to the number of shots he takes, you know, the Rockets can only get more dangerous. So I thought about it, but I, I even like the way the Nuggets are looking. I think they stumbled, stumbled a bit at the start, but the last game, the way Jokic is playing, um, I don't oh, yeah. know if he's changed his style of play with the weight loss, but he's definitely playing as, as good. So he's definitely not lost his step. Uh, which uh, actually made me uh, more hopeful on the Nuggets. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think I think Jokic looked really, really good, especially that last game. Um, the other thing that has, uh, in my mind, ha- the Rockets have going for them is that the Nuggets seem to have a slightly more difficult schedule compared to the Rockets. So that also gives the Rockets the edge in my mind. But like you said, man, it's, it's so dependent on Hard- uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook that... Come a game when both of them don't end up firing, it's pretty clear that the, uh, that the Rockets are going to lose that game. So it's very dependent on at least one of them, if not both of them, firing. So in terms of a deep playoff run, I don't see the Rockets going that long. But during this regular season, um, the four or five games that are left and the how fired up they seem, I totally see them overtaking the Nuggets. So that's my that's my switch there. And the knock-on effects that, that has is that Originally, I had the Rockets playing the Utah Jazz um, and or the Rockets coming through over there so that they would end up playing Lakers in the in the round two. Uh, now I have Nuggets versus the Jazz. I still think Nuggets are going to pull through there and end up playing the Lakers in the second round. And concurrently, I had the Rockets playing the, the, the Thunder in the, in the other first round matchup. And I see the Rockets going through there. So now my second round looks like Lakers versus Nuggets and Rockets versus Clippers in the West. So this is one place where I actually did make a change and this was after seeing uh, how good Jokic looked. So, I mean, even profits can be wrong one out of eight times. I think that's 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 the ratio that it's supposed to be. <laughs> we'll uh, see. We'll see how many times <laughs> after the end of this episode. All right. Good. So I actually ended up now picking the Nuggets to beat the Thunder to go into the semifinals. So I have the Nuggets. I still have the Nuggets facing the Thunder. I'd initially picked the Thunder to win. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going back to the Nuggets winning. Even though, you know, the Thunder do still look really good. I just feel that the Nuggets are playing this way without their basically their proper starting lineup uh, all playing together. Um, and uh, Murray shout is still out, not Shout there. out to Billy Donovan though. Got voted co-coach of the year. Yeah, Billy Donovan and Budenholzer. Yeah, Budenholzer as well. I was uh, kind of expecting Nick Nurse to be there, but he, I think, so he finished, was. Uh, yeah, he was third. One. He he lost by one vote. Yeah, he lost by one vote. But if Billy Donovan and Budenholzer, it's it's completely fine though. I I think that's a great pick for coach of the year. Both uh, all three of them have done a tremendous job. Agreed. But this isn't the this isn't the main coach of the year award. This is what the other coaches vote on together. But generally, yeah. ten, the person who wins this generally ends up winning the 
the the final award, the Red Auerbach tro- Trophy, as it's called as well. Right, right. So yeah, so you have the Nuggets pulling through against the Thunder, and then your semi your semi final looks like Lakers versus Rockets and Nuggets versus the Clippers in the West. Exactly. Oh yeah, awesome. Why don't we jump to the Eastern Conference and see what's uh, switched around there? In the Eastern Conference, I did have a switch. Like I said, one out of every eight. So mm-hmm. what I did, and this is after seeing the way the Pacers have been playing. Uh, mind you, the Pacers just got Brogdon back last game. They still don't have Demantas Sabonis back, but they do have uh, T.J. Warren, who's playing absolutely incredibly. He had that fifty-three point barrage. Uh, a few nights ago and last game also he scored over 30 so if he keeps playing that way the Pacers can do a lot they've already leapfrogged the 76ers and are in that fifth position and I think they're going to be able to maintain it uh, even though it's a bit close 76ers might have a bit of an easier schedule than them I still feel the way the Pacers are playing now uh, they should be able to maintain that and it. so for me what will end up happening is I'll still have the, big, the Bucks taking on the Wizards 1 versus 8 although I know the Wizards probably have no chance of getting the 8th seed but since I'm only allowed one change, I wanted to do one which actually mattered. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm keeping I'm keeping Bucks versus Wizards as my one and eight. I have the Raptors taking on the Magic still as my two and seven. Then I've got the Celtics now taking on the 76ers as my three and six. And then I've got the Heat and the Pacers going head to head. All right, so we finally have something that matches. Uh, does this mean I'm a profit too? You don't become a prophet if you copy a prophet. Come on. <laughs> I didn't copy you. This is this is the exact same change I had. So I think the only difference I had in my Eastern You said it after me, ergo copy. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. By third grade standards. But um, my Eastern Conference actually but, was but exactly But I used the, the word same. ergo. Oh, God. Can we let it go? <laughs> <laughs> Can we discuss my picks, please? I'm, I'm kind of dying to let them out. Uh, I had Nets in my AHC. And I think you had Wizards. So... Great job there because I didn't. It's pretty clear. I think the Nets are going to finish in that eight seed, and I can actually use this pick for something I truly believe in, which is the exact same thing as you. I think this Pacers team looks super scary. They're 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 on a tear, and conversely, the Seventy Sixers look as usual. They look like the Seventy Sixers. They look talented most of the time, except some of the time they just look so stuttery that. It feels like nothing's coming together and sometimes like they've forgotten how to play basketball. So uh, the 76ers fall to the sixth seed for me as well and the Pacers climb up to the the fifth seed. So I have the Bucks playing the Nets, Bucks going through there. I have the Raptors playing the Magic and the Raptors going through there. I have the Heat playing the Pacers for the fourth and fifth seed and I actually think the Heat are going to take this. I, I, I saw a lot of good stuff from... Uh, I think their depth is key here especially during the playoffs and uh, even with a couple of their players misfiring I think the last game we saw against the Raptors uh, they rely on Ferguson a lot for those three-point shots they rely on Kendrick Nunn a lot and both of those guys misfired and that team still was super competitive which is very 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 pleasing to see I have Celtics taking on the 76ers there and I still think the Celtics are going to come through I have full faith in Jason Tatum and just what we've seen the last few games and his combination with Jalen Brown is excellent. We haven't seen uh, fully fit Kemba Walker yet. He's still on a minutes restriction with these guys. But he looks great every minute he's played though. Exactly, right? So so once once his fitness gets to f- uh, like full form level, then the Celtics team could, assuming that all the pieces fit together, is going to be a scary, scary team to come through. So my, my round two in the East looks like Bucks versus the Heat and Celtics versus the Raptors. That's exactly the same as mine. So even though I did that flip between the Pacers and the 76ers, it doesn't actually affect uh, my matchups at all. So I still have the Bucks taking on the Heat and the Celtics taking on the Raptors. 
what is uh, what, and this was still tough for me i think the the paces look great but the heat i think the two teams that are playing the best so far that i've seen and playing really good team basketball are the miami heat and the toronto raptors and the game they played each other was against each other was just so much fun to watch um and heat are the dark horse i think they've got all the parts in play that they can make especially a team like the bucks make it very hard for them to win but uh, i mean i still think at least the way i have it now i still think the bucks will be able to pull through but yeah they look great the raptors also look absolutely amazing all right so now we're up to our round 2 matchups so did you have any switches for the games ahead nope so my round 2 looks like lakers rockets thunders uh, sorry nuggets clippers and i still had the lakers and the clippers going through to the western conference finals same with my eastern conference finals i still had the bucks and the celtics going through So you have a Bucks versus Celtics Eastern Final and a Lakers versus Clippers Western Final. Yeah. I had no changes even though my cha- my team changed around a little bit. My semi-finalists changed. So like Lakers are going to play the Nuggets. I still think the Lakers are going to pull through and the Clippers are going to play the Rockets, which according to me makes it different difficult for the Clippers because earlier according to my bracket they were playing the Nuggets, but I still think the Clippers are going to pull through. So I think the West Final is still going to be Lakers Clippers, which I think every NBA fan is hoping it is. My semi-finals are round 2 in the East changed. So originally I was I was playing the Bucks versus the 76ers but now I've changed that to the Bucks and Heat which I think is going to be a very very tough series to the Bucks. I know the season that they've had and the way they've been playing their basketball they would probably be a shoe in to all the way till the finals. But it's the well, playoffs. They haven't they haven't beat the Heat once this season so. They haven't beaten the Heat once this season that's a great point and uh, I know Bledsoe and Connington are still suffering from or or they still kind of recovering they're not fully match fit yet but Even if Bledsoe comes back, I think the Heat's depth and if if their depth clicks, they're a scary scary team. So this was actually tougher for me to call than it should have been on paper. I still think the Bucks might pull through just given a 7 game series and how it kind of evens, you know, everything out. So unless unless the Heat come out of the gate blazing and win maybe the first two games, um uh, I don't see the Heat taking the series. So it's the Bucks for me and on the other end it's the Celtics playing the Raptors and This is again a tough one to call. Who would have thought that the East would be tougher to call than the West, given the amount of talent we have in the West? This, you actually bring out a good point, and this is something I was thinking about. We always said, and we said earlier as well, that the Western Conference is just so much more powerful than the East. I think the West definitely has more depth. So you know, the teams all the way up to thirteen are vying for position. But if you give me the top four teams in the West versus the top four teams in the East, I think they're as good. honestly and that that hasn't been the case for the last few years i don't think the last few years you could go past the top 2 in the east yeah that's i think that's that's the depth in the west in the east is it has increased especially since we saw this you know change in dynamic in terms of these two player power team lineups i think that that switched a lot of things around obviously lebron coming to the the west obviously changed changes a lot of things as well but i think also that Uh I I don't think it was ever a question of the quality of the teams that are good in the east it was always a it was always a question of how many good teams are there in the east and now it's definitely increased so when it comes to like round 2 of the playoffs it actually is just pure quality all around the board so um yeah coming back to it I have the Celtics and the Raptors again a super tough one to call for me I would still give it to the Raptors given the uncertainty and the the moving pieces that need to come together for a Celtics team to be absolutely dominant i would this is this is one of the ones where i would hope the Celtics come through but my the logical side of my brain 
which is the absolute backside, which like 1% of it says that it's going to be the Raptors. So I have the Bucks taking on the Raptors in the Eastern Finals. All right. At least you came. You you match what I had for the Bucks versus the Heat. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, if, uh, in case people don't remember, I have already predicted that the Bucks win it in seven games. The f- f- win what? Bucks versus the Heat. Oh, okay. So that would assume then if we combine our theories, that would mean the Heat take game one and game two. Because I I don't see any scenario where Bucks are winning the first game or even the second game and then letting Heat win like three out of the seven. I think I think it'll be a split the first two games. I th- actually think the Heat will win the first game and then the Bucks will rally back. Dude, that's the that's the other thing, man. There's no home and away anymore, so that always used to factor into your decision making when you try to call games, right? And now there's no home and away. They're playing in the same bloody court every night, <laughs> so I think that's that changes true. a lot of things. So for for teams that rely. Heavily, I mean, every team relies on shooting, but the teams that rely super heavily on shooting, like the Rockets, for example, it's actually an advantage to them because they're playing the same courts. And then, you know, you, I feel like some coach said this. I think it was Dan Tony who said this. It's like it's it's great because you know, like depth and vision and and just getting used to a court and getting used to a ring and just you know just just taking like five hundred shots in like two days. All of that stuff actually helps teams like the Rockets, who are just going to be firing threes from everywhere. So, one other important point uh, that you bring the fact up that there is no home in a way. Do you think teams should or are already, you know, making... Because now they don't have to make a decision based on whether they have home court advantage throughout the playoffs. It doesn't matter. There is no home court advantage. They can now purely make their decisions based on matchups, right? They can decide that, hey, I... Like, you know, the Heat could decide that I play better against the Bucks, and the 76ers could decide that, you know what, I actually have a better chance against the Celtics and what if they just decide to lose or you know lose or drop games just to make a more efficient matchup for themselves I think that's that's going to be too tough right because think about it it's to have like five games or six games to plan around like that it's it's such it's such a bad idea because a lot of these games might end up being coin tosses right like who would have thunk for example if if Shake Milton didn't make that three who would have thought that Spurs was going to beat the 76ers? So just because there's so much variance there and there's too little in terms of the number of games to to play around with that, that play around with that stuff, especially, I don't think they're going to care too much. I think the only teams that can afford to do that are like the Lakers or the Bucks, who just well I mean, for them for them the matchup doesn't even matter. But what I mean around the end of the like, these eight games, right? When you're playing the last game or the last two games, yeah. and uh, you know the, you're winning or losing depends. It sort of ends up being like the World Cup in football, etc. But they have to play the games together because you know uh, I can make a decision based on what's happening in the other game, right? Once if it's that close. Yeah. Do you but, think that's something they'll have to worry about here? I don't think so because think about it. Like if I have a game. T- three days later or two days later then i'm still practicing for that game um still set as a coach i'm still setting up my team for that game and running plays and all of that right now come the day of the game or or a few hours before the game i hear or the entire team hears that this team above us lost so if we want to play the celtics i'm talking as a 76ers player if you want to play the celtics we need to lose this game or we need to tank this game or uh, that's that's a very close call thing but you're still prepping for that game you're still training for that game um to win it right and i don't think personally if if we're specifically talking about the 76ers i don't think celtics or heat or pacers really matters for them as a from a matchup perspective i think all three of those matchups are tough right because everyone knows that come the playoffs teams become better players become better we know Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, all these guys are going to play differently when it's the first round of the playoffs as opposed to 
the eighth game, which is in the eight game run of the regular season. So whatever you can do to get in the playoffs and just have that winning mentality also winning your two games just like gives you a boost in confidence and stuff there are too many factors here too many things that are moving around so i don't think that's going to become too much of a factor all right that's fair i still think there is a chance but i guess we shall see what happens <laughs> so we have i've got lakers taking on the clippers from a western conference finals and you've okay. got the bucks taking on the celtics Okay, I have Sorry, Lakers, no, Clippers. You got, you got, I've got, and I've got the Bucks taking on the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, while you have the Bucks taking on the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. That is correct. And uh, I just want to get this out there. So I'll just go first and uh, talk about my finalists for the NBA Championship. Uh, from the Eastern Conference, I have... Huh, again, so tough, man. East is tough. I have the Bucks coming through against the Raptors as well, even though I feel like the Raptors and the Heat who, according to my bracket, are the two teams the Bucks are going to face um, coming into the finals, are the two toughest opponents they can have from all across the NBAs. But I still think the Bucks might pull through. Against the Lakers and the Clippers, I'm going to stick with it, dude. I've been praising the Clippers since even before this podcast started. Um, I think their depth and everything everything that they have going for them is is excellent because they have players who can for example if as a team you're not able to convert your plays and stuff like that they have guys who can iso and shoot threes paul george comes to mind for example and they have Kawhi leonard who we saw from last year in the playoffs is beast not to take anything away from lebron and ad i think those guys are great i just think the 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 lack of depth especially because a few of these players pulled out before the bubble started is going to hurt the lakers and they they would need that team to be injury free by the time they reach the finals, which is always a tough a, th- a tough thing to maintain whenever we play playoffs, right? So I have the Clippers actually pulling through and winning against the Lakers. And that game they played, the regular season game that we just saw, was even though they lost, I, it, it gave me a lot of hope. So I have the Clippers and the Bucks in the NBA playoffs. So my my picks also stay the same. I had the Bucks winning uh, against the Celtics, and that stays the same for me. Uh, I think. I think it was an easier decision for me because the Celtics went through and I think the Bucks are just a better matchup for the Celtics. I would have been more worried if the Raptors came through, but I do think that the Celtics will beat the Raptors as well. And then on the Eastern Conference, uh, on the Western Conference, sorry, I have the Lakers beating the Clippers. Um, again, yeah, I agree. It's close. Clippers have more depth, but I think with LeBron and AD and just from a story perspective, Lakers will pull through. So no changes for me there. And that sets up my Lakers versus Bucks NBA Finals. All right. So why beat around the bush? Let's hear it. What are you thinking? So I've, I wanted this to happen last year as well, which sadly didn't. And I've been talking about the coming of Giannis attended to Kumpo for like 15 <laughs> years, even though he's only played for like six. Also, get um, his name right if you love him so much. Attended to Puta Puto. <laughs> okay, never mind. Let's just call <laughs> so, him Giannis. Let's just call him Giannis. So Lakers versus Bucks, they, they split the season series one and one. Uh, and, you know, I think I'm also going to go as far as to say it. Uh, I think the man who wins the MVP is going to win the championship. And I'm pretty sure Giannis is going to win the MVP as well. Uh, and even though it would be a great story to see LeBron come back, uh, win another championship before he's out of his prime, uh, which may last another two, three years or eight years, depending on how much he decides to spend on his body over the next few years. But I just feel that Giannis is going to be beastly in the finals and is just going to be able to take it over. I think the Bucks have more depth. Um, and I think they're just, you know, I think they should be more driven this year, having come so close and losing to the eventual champions, that they'll just be able to push it through and, and take that take that win. Yeah, um, again, a tough series to call. In fact, if I would have had the Lakers and the Bucks, then it would have been slightly easier for me. 
uh, I have the Clippers going as the Bucks, and for everything that I mentioned that the Bucks will have to go through if my bracket pans out the way I've set it up. So, playing Nets in their first round, fine, easy peasy. Playing Heat in the second round, hard, really, really hard. And then playing Raptors in the finals again, very, very hard. I so it, I actually have a lot of faith in my bracket. So, according to this, then my prediction is that by the time these guys get to the finals, they're going to be bruised and battered, dude. And that's not a good look if you're going up against the Clippers team, who, I mean, could be equally bruised in battles, right? They have I have the Clippers playing the Mavericks in the first round, playing the Rockets in the second round, and playing the Lakers in the third in in the finals. So that's that's no joke as well. Clippers versus Bucks and the the road that these guys have and the road that I've mapped out, which I'm hoping pans out, I actually think the Clippers are gonna take it all. And this is for all the beans, man. We have 16 points allocated for who we pick as the winner of the NBA playoffs. So even if we have a lot of wrong picks all throughout, if we correctly end up picking the 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 winner, it's actually going to count for so much. So I'm just going to go out. It's it's I'm all in on this, man. Clippers shaking it. I'm just going to remind you of a caveat that you said in the last episode that if you have the Raptors beat the Bucks, you'll have them taking it and beating the Clippers. Do you still stand by that? Uh. I want to. It's just my love for Kawhi and Paul George is holding me back. But yeah, dude, I think if if the Raptors beat the Bucks, then that'll be a testament of how good they're functioning as a unit. And if they are actually that good, then no amount of individual talent can break a team, right? Because if the Raptors are in the finals, that means that it's because they worked as a team. Fine, Fred Van Bleed can go off one game, Lowry can go off another, Siakam another, but as a unit they're going to pull through and if that's the only way to beat the bucks and if they beat the bucks and are in the finals then lakers or clippers i think it's going to be the raptors okay fair so i'm happy you're keeping that it'll be that'll be fun to see if that actually happens i mean yeah, if that I, happens i don't then, get any points for that so it doesn't you really don't matter. but i'll hail you i will hail you as the prophet i will take my prophet mantle and put it on your head oh, that's for whatever worth that's worth that no that's that's worth a lot man <laughs> Um, yeah, so you have so you have the clip. So at least we have a different winner. I've got the Bucks and beating the Lakers, while you've got the Clippers beating the Bucks. Yeah, One you're, the, interesting you're, to, you're the sheep that I'm just sheep. goes. Yeah, you, you, you're not a risk taker, even though you call yourself a prophet. You sheep. Well, I mean, I go with the highest probability, I guess. But one interesting thing to note is with my Bucks taking the Lakers, uh-huh. you're actually going to have all three Atentacumpo brothers playing each other. You're going to have that two on the Bucks true. side and one on the Lakers side. So you basically have the gift at Intercompo versus the regular human at Intercompos. <laughs> and weirdly, you say the name perfectly fine then. I, I, you know, I'm sure Vegas has odds on that. Of like the Intercompo brothers like facing off in the NBA Finals. I'm sure it has odds. And I think it's a, if, the, if the odds are decent, it's a pretty good bet, actually. <laughs> yeah there you go I just believe in divine prophecy right so the brothers need to face each other you know just saying it repeatedly doesn't make it true right <laughs> you can't just keep saying that you're a prophet uh, you're not right you never know alright scary scary thought anyway so that that wraps up our well what do we call it edits for the airtime bracket um, just to recap I have Clippers Bucks facing off in the final and the Clippers taking all the beans and Nishrit has the Lakers and the Bucks facing off and the Bucks taking all the beans like we mentioned in all our previous episodes you guys can play with us join the airtime bracket there's going to be a link in the description that's going to allow you to fill your your picks from round one all the way through the NBA championships play with us play against your other friends call them over we're going to have a lot of fun and the winner is going to get uh, your supply of nba tv on us 
Nishit, why don't we just cut this podcast short because uh, basketball games are about to start, man. Exactly. Then let's go to actually watching so we've got more things to tell you next time. All right, guys. Catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.